Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season 8, Episode 10. My name is Andy Balaam and this is... Andy Cockerell. And the thing that we're going to talk about this evening is... Is a movie. A movie? Yes. Is that all you're going to tell me? Oh, okay. No, no, uh, called News of the World. Called News of the World. I feel like I've heard of this. Okay. You may well have done. It's quite new. Um, all right, uh, so based yeah. entirely on the title and probably not based on what I've heard about it and then forgotten again, yes. I would say that this is a film about a plucky young journalist who starts out at a... Yeah, okay, starts <laughs> out at um, a highly respected left-wing newspaper as a passionate investigative journalist... Um, moves to the news of the world to, uh, are attracted by a story about a campaign on a really important issue. Um, and then is actually forced to do awful things. Uh, and it's a disaster. It's not that. Okay. <coughs> but I well, was kind I of think paid good. You're choked up though, just thinking it, about that story. Just thinking about that story, yeah. Thinking about plucky young journalists. Is this a is this a rollicking Disney adventure? No, it's not a rollicking Disney adventure. Is it a gritty, a gritty newsroom drama full of cocaine yeah. and? Scandal? Well, no, 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 no. So it starts off as a like a quirky. You almost think it's going to be a rom com, and then okay. it just falls off a, like a miserable a cliff, cliff <laughs> of like this is what the world's actually like, Chuck. Right. Okay. It's a miserable cliff of doom. Basically. Miserable cliff of doom genre movie. Yeah. Okay. It's not that. Okay. But before we before we dive into that, uh-huh. I just want to um, make a shout out to uh, to Miles from uh, the Disc Dump. The Disc Dump podcast. I listened to his most recent uh, podcast, which is all about the band Slipknot. Uh huh. Um, because he was contemplating dumping some Slipknot discs. All oh, right, and who was he talking to about whether to dump Slipknot discs? I can't remember because I'm useless. Okay, but, okay. Uh, one of one of his regular contributors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I, I, I really say, enjoyed it because I, would I say know you should dump I know very little about the band Slipknot. Okay, okay. Other than the fact that they they all wear jumpsuits and they all wear horror masks. Yeah, <laughs> I find and there's this, a lot of them. I find there's their music lot, quite a, boring. Yeah, see, I I just I can't really comment on that because I don't okay. really know much about them. Okay. Okay. Um, but the way he was describing them sounded like they've got they've got an ethos, they've got a philosophy. Okay. They've got a look that they've stuck with. They for have years got a look. and years. <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of them. There's like fifteen of them on stage. Wow, really? Yeah, loads. They're not just a three piece or a four piece. Wow, there's, I did not know there's that. There's hordes of them up there, and. Um, I can imagine, you know, they were describing one of the, one of the. It was Miles. Yeah, it wasn't Miles. It was it was the guy that was talking to Miles. Was describing the first time he saw them, mm-hmm. uh, and he just honestly didn't know what to make of them. This was very early on in their career. Right. Obviously, they're completely different from anybody else that was on the bill at the time. Yeah. Um, and just thought, wow, those they really mean it. Right, right, right. You know, they're not messing around. They really mean what they're doing, even right. if maybe you don't like it very much. So, I know well, very I little about them. I haven't listened to much them. of it. I just found it so boring <clears throat> that I didn't I listen. Then, I then went and listened to some of their stuff. Okay. And to be honest, I'm not much of a metalhead. Right. And I'm definitely not much of a new metalhead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I found it to be fairly diverting. 
for a while. Okay, okay. And then a bit dull. But okay. that's not the point. The point is that I found the podcast very engaging <laughs> and interesting, and it did actually get me to listen to some Slipknot. Right. Even if go. I didn't like it, that doesn't really matter. We, no spoilers, so we can't know whether no. he dumped it or not. No, no spoilers, but I really enjoyed the podcast, so big shout out to Miles for that, who I think we can count as a friend of our pod. <laughs> well done, Miles. Good <laughs> well pod. Well done, Miles. Good pod. Well done. Quite good. <laughs> you can use that, Miles. You can use that yeah, English, yeah. English accent. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank, as they say. In one of your trailers. Do you have um, trailers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a trailer that we played on this podcast. Oh, exactly. So now he can yeah. use he can use you doing an English Indeed. accent. Indeed, yes. Take it to the bank, Miles. <laughs> In fact, maybe I should just do uh, one that you can just snip out of this podcast. Yeah. The distump. It's better than an enema. <laughs> yeah. That's is. not much of a recommendation, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I've not had one. No, me neither. <laughs> Maybe apparently Miles they're has. great. I don't know. <laughs> apparently they're great. Yeah, apparently they're better people, than the Distant podcast. Some people no, they some people do them for fun. <laughs> but let's not go down that road. <laughs> Should we get into the movie? Yeah, let's do I'm that. Digging myself into a deeper <laughs> hole every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Fortunately, um, no one famous at all has died, so we don't have to talk about. That is true. Yeah. Monday. No one died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, News of the World <laughs> is a 2020 <laughs> American Western drama film. As in a Western? Yes, okay. an actual Western. Okay. okay. Co-written and directed by Paul Greengrass. Okay, you like him because he what, wobbles what, the camera. I do. <clears throat> but we'll get into that. Okay. Okay. Shortly. Okay. Uh, based on the 2016 novel of the same name by Paulette Giles, and starring Tom Hanks, who I think is a first for this pod. I don't think we've spoken about a movie that's had Tom Hanks in it. Really? Podcast. Well, I don't think so. And Helena Zengel, among others. Mm-hmm. And the film follows a Civil War veteran who must return a young girl who was taken in by the Kiowa as a little girl, to her last remaining family. Uh, so we're talking uh, post-Civil War. Uh, he is a former Confederate soldier, mm-hmm. um, which we discover quite early on in the film in a piece of dialogue. Uh, anyway, so it was released theatrically by Universal Pictures in December 2020, so presumably to some people in the United States because cinemas were closed here in the United Kingdom in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released by Netflix in other international territories, which is where I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. It received positive reviews. who praised Hanks and Zengel's performances, as well as the cinematography, musical score, and the direction. And at the Academy Awards, it's received nominations for Best Original Score, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. While That's Zengel's quite a lot performance, of things. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's good technical nominations. Uh, Zengel's performance received nominations for Best Supporting Actress at the Golden Globes, which nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> Not that anybody cared that much before. And the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So lots of nominations. Why don't this. people care about the Golden Globes anymore? Um, because everybody always knew that the, the Hollywood foreign press were just a bunch of 
people who wanted to get close to some stars for the night and get drunk and then have their photos taken with them. Everybody always knew that. Mm-hmm. But now it's just been confirmed. They've just said, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. Who's confirmed so it? How is it confirmed? The, the people themselves, the journalists themselves have just said, yeah, that's that's the only the only reason why we do this. Oh. So it's... um, I mean, all awards are vacuous and stupid. Mm-hmm. But the Golden Globes are just doubly vacuous and stupid, really. Okay. Um, I know that we talk about... I talk about the Oscars on this because I still think... I still cling to some kind of <laughs> hope that they 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 mean something. There's order to the in entertainment the world. industry. Yeah, to the entertainment to the entertainment to the entertainment <laughs> industry, they actually mean something. Yeah, but uh, but you know maybe that will change. Yeah. Um, so we'll go on to yeah. So before we started the pod, I said I was looking something up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't have to do it during the podcast, yeah. although I'm sure I will do that later so on. So what have you looked up? What I've looked up was that the visual style of this movie is very much not in the style of Paul Greengrass. Okay, okay. So there's not much wobbly cam. It doesn't wobble at all. I've been watching well, Battlestar Galactica. It's pretty wobbly. Oh, it wobbles a lot. So yeah, good. That's I right. love Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Go on. Um, so it is more cinema-like and less documentary mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. So I looked up who shot it, mm-hmm. and it's not Barry Aykroyd. So Barry Aykroyd is Paul Greengrass's regular... Oh, cinematographer so was it Barry Aykroyd that you really loved after all maybe it was maybe it was so Darius Wolski shot this mm-hmm. who's a regular collaborator with people like Ridley Scott mm. um, so you know has done Real cinema he shot he shot The Martian okay uh, he shot Prometheus and Alien Covenant no matter what you think about those films he shot Meh. them and they do and I do think they look rather beautiful oh I'm so bored um, thinking about I them. mean Yes, boring, but Prometheus is a stunning-looking film. Mm. I think I think it's a stunning-looking film, even though it is silly and I boring. I better keep my eyes open. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he shot this. Uh-huh. So it's a departure for Greengrass. I think it's the first time I've seen Greengrass not use that, um, that wobbly cam. Documentary know, style. Documentary, not handheld. It's on mm-hmm. a tripod, but they keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, that's of interest, really, because it's right. a, a departure in visual style. Right. But the plot is interesting. So, it's set in 1870, so, as it says, post-American Civil War. So, it genuinely is a Western... Yes. Yeah, it's set in te- mostly in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, which is appears to be... Or hasn't actually rejoined the Union yet. Okay. So, they're still negotiating to rejoin... It's fairly lawless. It's fairly dangerous. Um, and in his first encounter with um, what we know, what we would now know as the... Oh, boy. So, like... Uh, I've forgotten what they're called. So, the the American soldiers who dressed in blue and rode around indiscriminately without any kind of remit killing pretty much everything in their path. I can't remember what they're called now. Me neither. Um, no, but anyway... I don't then, think I know so about that, them. So they're kind of like police of the mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're basically Union soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, they encounter him. They give him a grilling, try, trying to find out where he's been and where he's going. Right. And they search. That's where we find out that he is a Confederate, because they mm-hmm. ask him 
if he was in the army and he said, yes, I surrendered at this place in this year. Mm-hmm. This is my commanding officer. So you immediately think, oh, okay, that means he was on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they then search his bags for guns. So it appears that maybe people are not allowed to carry sidearms, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So he's carrying a hunting shotgun, which has got pellets in it that will kill birds, but won't really do much else. Right. So they let him um, keep it. So that's some interesting... The way that that's communicated... So rather than him telling somebody that he was in the army, mm-hmm. it gets imparted as a piece of dialogue, as a piece mm-hmm. of plot, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you feel part of the story. Yeah. You, know, you feel like you're observing it. It's nicely done. So do we know at this point what he's doing and why he's, why he's going to try and... So he... The reason why it's called News of the World... Mm-hmm is he travels from town to town. He's got a selection of newspapers in a bag. Mm-hmm. And he reads from them to a crowd, a crowd that of may- people that maybe can't read. Right. Or can't afford to buy newspapers. Mm-hmm. So he reads selections of the news to them, rather like the nine o'clock news or something would be yeah. in, for us. That That's what he does. And he gets paid. So, so do they have he, the newspapers? in these places and he just reads it or is he also bringing in newspapers? He brings in news from other places. Right, right, right. So um, rather than reading like their local newspaper which says something like, you know, somebody was killed and was being buried tomorrow, he reads a story. For example, he reads a story in a, in a town about a mining accident in a town that's far away. Okay, okay. And this just really engages with people because it's something new and interesting that they've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on in the film, he, he talks about a an incident in New Orleans where <coughs> a man was pronounced dead, he was buried, and then he wasn't dead. He, he was actually not dead. Uh-huh. He was buried, and then uh, in a kind of theatrical way, there's uh-huh. some banging on the floor, and he says, oh, he wasn't dead. And they heard banging from the cemetery, and they dug him up. Uh-huh. And, the, and there's a punchline. So there's, he, he's very um, theatrical with his He's a delivery. good reader. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he's a very good reader. He engages the crowd. But at the beginning of the film, um, so after we establish who he is, you know, he does one of his News of the World sessions. Um, he's on the road. He finds an overturned wagon. He finds the body of a black soldier hung from a tree, which is quite a troubling scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds a young girl. So a young blonde girl who's wearing Native American clothing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't speak any English. Uh, she speaks a bit of German, weirdly, but she speaks mainly Kiowa, which is um, what the, the, the language that she's learnt. So she's mm-hmm. been taken in by the natives, by the Native Americans. Um, he takes her up the road to the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's told that the agent isn't there and they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he can either wait there for the agent to come and there's no kind of timeline for when that's going to happen or he can take the girl on and find find her family. So he finds out um, that her family are up uh, north somewhere. <clears throat> She's of German descent. Mm-hmm. He finds out her name is Johanna. Mm-hmm. So he refers to as he refers to her as that, but she doesn't respond to it, so she doesn't remember her name. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And uh, what we have here is a road movie, mm-hmm. essentially. And I do like a road movie. So right, a road right. movie with horses and carts and... But so you not, know, it's not a, a classic Western No, not plot. really. Uh-huh. No, no, not at all. It's more about a man who... He does this news of the world thing, which is because obviously he's a good talker. Mm-hmm. So he's making it. He's making. He's scratching a living doing that. I wouldn't say he's making mm. good money doing it. Um, he's making like enough to live off and move from town to town. Mm-hmm. But he finds something in this girl. Um, reluctantly finds something to give his life purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because. He is he is like so many Confederate soldiers after the Civil War. He's psychologically really damaged, mm-hmm. um, having surrendered. Uh, you know, we don't find out what kind of man he is. He doesn't appear to be racist or unpleasant in any way. Uh, and we also find out through conversations with other characters that there are other Confederate soldiers who feel betrayed um, by their former government, the Confederate government, and by the the people who started the war, mm-hmm. they feel that it was a rich man's war mm-hmm. and they were just forced to fight it for no reason at all, really, mm-hmm. for, for someone's philosophy that they don't particularly agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it divided the country. Mm-hmm. And you could say it's probably still divided today in many ways. <coughs> so... He um he ends up in a town, and he's approached by three men who, who are former Confederate soldiers, who have turned to criminal criminality. And they offer to purchase the girl. Right. Which is can't be good. Mm-hmm. He realizes that can't be good. Yeah. So he he grabs her. He puts her in his cart, and they basically leave town as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. They're pursued by these three men, and it's and it's in this um, sequence that we see how effective he is as a soldier. Mm-hmm. Because he basically takes all three of these guys out with her help. Mm-hmm. He runs out of bullets, because somebody's given him a, a sidearm, they gifted him a sidearm. But he runs out of bullets, so the girl goes and grabs um, pennies from his cart. Mm-hmm. And he puts pennies in his shotgun cartridges and then uses that as as shot, which is, um, oh, wow. as you can imagine, quite effective. <laughs> um, it, this is a 12 certificate, by the way, so it's not at all... You see a little bit of blood occasionally, but it's kind of um, you know implied mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's going on. So we see how effective he is as a soldier and how he really cares for her. Mm-hmm. And wants to make sure that she, you know, she doesn't get bought by some very nefarious men. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep going. They end up in a, um, an area that appears to be completely lawless. The cavalry was the word I was thinking of. Ah, okay, the cavalry. Yes, the cavalry, yeah. So these, these guys in blue who ride around in groups are like the cavalry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they end up in a town where... Well, actually, it's not a town. It's a whole region... It is completely controlled by one man. Um, and that that's quite troubling because it appears that there's a great deal of brutality and nastiness going on here. Mm-hmm. They won't let him through 
unless he goes and reads the local newspaper mm-hmm. for them. Uh, to which he kind of dupes them and says, well, your boss wants me to read his newspaper, but actually I want to tell you a story about somewhere else. And this is where he tells them about the mining workers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who... Um, <coughs> The mining workers who basically rose up against their oppressors, right? And he kind of he sows the seeds of dissent mm-hmm. in this area with this. <coughs> Excuse me. He um they get away, and um in a sort of we then hear that when he's talking to another character that he has a wife mm-hmm. waiting for him back in uh, San Antonio in Texas. He doesn't really expand on that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't seem to be a man who's in a hurry to get home. Mm. Um, which is interesting. But you don't really think about that too much. Mm-hmm. So he finally gets to her family, who are these very serious uh, German farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, you know, this is your, what would it be, your niece? You know, right. all her family are dead. Um right. I brought her to you because I don't really know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, we work here. She'll have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And they seem very austere and not unpleasant, just austere and mm-hmm. humorless. So he leaves, but you can see in his body language and in his eyes that he's not entirely happy about this. Yeah. He goes back to San Antonio um, where we see him go to his house, which is a basically abandoned All the furniture's Mm -hmm. been covered up. And we discovered that his wife died of cholera. While Uh, he was away? While he was away. He'd received a letter. He knew about it already. Right. So when he was saying that his wife was waiting for him, it was kind of true, but not really. Right. It's the kind of thing you say if you don't really want to talk about it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get into a conversation about your wife being dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes back to his abandoned house, which is very powerful. I didn't mm. expect that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he arrives there, you can see that it's abandoned. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. You know, this, mm-hmm. this, this isn't the ending that I was hoping for. Yeah. Well, so yeah, he, yeah. He, he's like, he's, the girl's back with the family. That all seems fine. And yes, now he's going exactly. home to his wife. Who's <laughs> dead. Yeah. Um, so uh, he makes a decision to go back. Mm-hmm. to the girl's family. And when he gets there, she's tied to a post. Oh. she And um, the, the woman says, she keeps trying to escape, so he tied her up. So he sees that, and the guy brandishes a gun at him, and he just walks over and unties her. Mm-hmm. And says, if she keeps running away and she won't work, can she come with me? And the guy puts the gun down and says, just sort of nods at him to say that's okay. So she goes with him. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene we see is um, him doing a, a News of the World. And she is doing um, sound effects for him. <laughs> so they're kind of a double act now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's, that's the final scene. And How heartwarming. Um, really heartwarming, but quite... At times, this movie is quite gruey mm-hmm. in a kind of 12 certificate sort of way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't shy away from the fact that the Old West at that time was lawless and brutal mm-hmm. 
and death could happen at any time or you could get sold as a you know basically probably wouldn't have been a child prostitute mm-hmm. um but tom hanks is tom hanks and you know he's this steadfast amazing presence on film <clears throat> and he anchors the whole thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know that everything's going to be okay so he's he's got older so yes. now he's a steadfast yeah. old man older. is he or a, or a, what is he what what does he feel like in this uh he feels like uh no he he seems quite um well i guess he's probably playing his age but he seems very capable of doing right, the things right. that he does. So he's not vulnerable, but he's... No, he's not vulnerable. He's he's perfectly capable of taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow it's understood that he's not a threat to this girl himself. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, he's that a good man. Be, that might be just because he's such a nice chap. Or it and might, it's Tom it Hanks. might be because he's a bit older as well. <laughs> yeah, it might just be because he's Tom Hanks. Someone, yeah. It's Tom Hanks. If you're going to cast someone who you think, we know that he's not going to be a threat to her... It would be Tom Hanks. I don't mm-hmm. think you could cast anybody else mm-hmm. in that case. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, that's a challenge. He brings, yeah, he does. Listener, it is. listener, who else could you cast that would have the same effect? Harvey Weinstein? Oh no, no, that wouldn't work. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein. I should oh, say. Okay. Yeah. To give him his full title. Um, so this is the second time that Hanks has collaborated with. Poor Greengrass. All right, what was the first? The first time was a movie called Captain Phillips. Oh, I've heard it, of that. It's very good. It, that, that's a wobbly cam. Ah. That's wobbly cam-tastic. <laughs> <clears throat> that's about a ship that gets uh, hijacked oh, off the coast of Somalia. Yeah, 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 that rings a bell. Yep. That's really good. He plays the captain, Captain mm-hmm. Phillips, of mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, very good film, that. Enjoyed that a lot. That's a rare departure from the world of Bourne. For uh, Paul Greengrass, although Greengrass. he has done stuff that's not not born like. So has Bourne stopped? Uh, for now, yeah. There was a so there was the Jason Bourne sequel, which I thought was fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like it that much, which is a shame. I haven't kept track of which ones I've seen. Uh, there was a spin-off called Blackbriar, I think, that was on Prime. Right. cancelled that ran for one season oh a series okay right. <coughs> so that was a spin-off excuse me <coughs> that was a spin-off um, looking at the sort of brainwashing technique that they used okay okay in Bourne sorry I'm just going to have to clear out for a moment okay. <coughs> very dry um, yeah as far as I know Bourne is is done Right, 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 right. For, for now, okay. So I'm trying to think how to yeah. do the question. So, okay. Um. So what? Presumably, this man sort of learned something about himself through the film. Yes. So what? What? What does he learn? I think he learns um, that maybe life isn't as bleak as he thought it was. That he's not lost. Yeah, I think I think certainly when we first meet him he's lost. So we don't it's interesting that we don't know that and then we find out later. Exactly, that is really good. Yeah, so we find out much later to, actually towards the end of the film that he has been lost. 
Wonder what because that he got that teaches us. he got that letter before the movie started. He got that yeah. letter when he was still in the army. I wonder so what that teaches us as an audience about mm. the people that we we meet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're lost. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know it. Maybe he knows it. He knows it. I, I get the feeling. I get the sense from it with his news of the world performances that. He's just marking time. He's just mm-hmm. doing something to distract himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't really have a plan. Right, yeah. And finding this young girl gives him a plan, gives him mm-hmm. something to live for. Although, no, maybe that's wrong. He does have something to live for. He's not a man who's about to top himself. He's not about to commit suicide or anything. Things for him are not that bleak. But he's not really living mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much. And she mm-hmm. gives him something to live for, something to exist for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see the difference in his performance. So, so the first News of the World performance is quite flat mm-hmm. and workmanlike. Mm-hmm. And the one at the end of the film, he feels more engaged and alive. Right. It's yeah. interesting that he's still doing the same activity. You know, that this- The same thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> but the audience is loving it. That probably means something as well. Yeah, definitely. Is that you can find something new in your activity. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that you do, mm-hmm. <laughs> give it a spin and you might start to enjoy it again. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. Good. Why? Yeah. It's Tom Hanks, it's Paul Greengrass. You like, like a parent-child relationship. Exactly. Uh, I like that. I like a road movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do like a western. Mm-hmm. I like a contemporary western. I'm not a, not a huge fan of what you might consider to be classic Hollywood westerns. I mm-hmm. don't really like like them very much. But I do like a contemporary take on a western, and this is mm-hmm. definitely that. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see Paul Paul Greengrass doing something completely different from. Right. Yeah, you know, this isn't a gritty urban thriller. This this isn't about terrorism or black ops or yeah, the last thing he did that was released on Netflix was Seven July, which was about the the seventh of July mm-hmm. terrorist attack in Norway. Mm. Okay, um, that's harrowing and very gr- very green grass like in its right, delivery. Right, right. Right. This is totally different for him. Right. In fact, this is more in the realms of the kind of stuff that maybe Steven Spielberg would do. I was going to say it sounds a bit chocolate box. A little bit, but I think this is more gritty than something that Spielberg would would take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it pushes its twelve certificate quite hard. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, it's pretty gritty and doesn't shy away from the harsh realities of life in post Civil War Texas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Life is hard. Do you think it's trying to do some sort of healing? You talked about the divide in the nation and how that might still be carrying on. Do you think this is trying to heal or is it just... No, I don't think so. I don't think there's any healing going on. There's healing going on for for the character that Tom Hanks plays, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, is called Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd. Okay. (laughs) Which is a great name. So you don't think he's trying to heal any of the, uh, the rifts in the present? I don't think so. It just felt a slightly... It felt a bit balanced, you know, like you've, you've got this... Like Hollywood yeah, but, yeah. is traditionally um, on the left side, and then you've got this character from the Confederate Army. And 
That is true. You could see he's badly treated and so on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I think uh, there is another example of that. So the, there's a movie Cold Mountain with Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Rene, Rene, I want an Oscar Zellweger. <laughs> um, <coughs> that's uh, that's very good, and that's all about Confederate soldiers right, right. as well. Um, yeah, maybe there's some healing going on here because we know he's a Confederate soldier. He meets other former Confederate soldiers. He, you know, and and there is some balance here because a lot of the people that he talks to seem perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. there's these horrible, you know, Bad people guys, who want yeah. to buy his, to buy her off him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe there's some healing. There's certainly personal healing for him, and also for her. You know, she's she kind of remembers being abducted by the Indians, by the mm-hmm. Native Americans. Sorry, <clears throat> um, and she kind of remembers her family being murdered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she can't really remember it that much. So they actually go to the house that she used to live in that's now abandoned. Right. And he says to her, don't go in there. There's no There's no point in going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes in, and it's quite grisly because there's, like, dried blood splatter on the walls, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's quite troubling. And she mm-hmm. goes in and has a look at it, and then she has a conversation with him later on in the film where she's he he knows enough he knows some german mm-hmm. uh, but she doesn't know any but but he they managed to converse enough where she says to him that in order for me to reconcile you know this is like what she's saying but this isn't what she says that in order for me to reconcile you know to move forward i have to acknowledge the past Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very profound and interesting. Yeah, and she has to acknowledge that that happened. So I do wonder why he's put that in the in the mouth of one of his characters, the writer or whoever whoever wanted yeah. to do that. Maybe yeah. maybe it is about because there's something in this film about acknowledging some of the, the yeah. past. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. So very profound that. Because mm-hmm. she can't move on until she's acknowledged that all of that happened. Mm. Mm. <coughs> but he doesn't want her to do it because he yeah. doesn't understand. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff, this. It's on Netflix now. Right. Well, we've, we've accidentally bought Netflix again, again. For, for a while <laughs> because uh, we want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine with my son. So. Right. I think you would yeah. enjoy this a great deal. Right. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I would say it's a. Is it a bit schmaltzy? No, I didn't find it. I found it to be quite emotionally honest. And I think uh, yeah. if, like, my wife has has never and will never listen to this podcast. But okay, if if she listens to this podcast, <laughs> which she th- won't. this episode specifically, there is a zero percent chance of her agreeing to watch this film. <laughs> right. So you'll have to do this one late at night then. It's a western. And it's schmaltzy. It's not that schmaltzy, <laughs> but it does have a <laughs> and, happy ending. And it'll make her cry. It's got a yeah. It'll definitely do that. It made me. She hates I things mean, that make her cry. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't destroy me like um, Blinded by the Light did. Right, 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 right. Uh, but it definitely uh, yeah brought a tear to my eye on several occasions. Right. 
Yeah, I think mainly. Well, I could do with a good cry. I, I was thinking of what, about watching Train to Busan again, so I could have a cry. Oh, Maybe actually, should... that's available. No, I might be on Prime. Actually, the Peninsula oh. is available on Prime. I've got it on DVD. I was ranting before we started recording about um, the media companies trying to make us rent things instead of buying them. Yes, I own a DVD of Train to Busan. But or have you got? Blu-ray. Have you seen Peninsula? Oh no! Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm not listening. I'm so busy going on about. Ranting. <laughs> ranting, ranting. Yeah. Okay, no, what is Peninsula? It's the sequel. Sequel oh, or wow. prequel? What's it on? It's one or the other. Uh, to tra- it's, I think it's on Prime. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's the sequel or prequel, I can't remember which, to what? Train to Busan. I might have accidentally bought Prime, uh, not signed up for Prime the oh, other really? day because Amazon are evil and they made me click the wrong button. I, no. I actually don't know. They made you do or not. it. <laughs> so I have to check. <laughs> oh, if I'm on Prime, I should absolutely. You should make, watch that. Make yeah. the most of it. Um, now, in other zombie news, as we're on mm-hmm. the subject of zombies, Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's City of the Dead, Army of the Dead, I think it's called. I think that's released in May. Okay. So that's, we talked about this last year, I think. No, it's uh, is Zack Snyder trustworthy? Can I? Can yes, you give he me made some? he made the remake of Dawn, Dawn of the of Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh wow. Yes. Which is a very fine zombie movie indeed. That's good, that. So is this yeah. is this a remake of something or is this no? This original? is a new thing. So right, this right, is right, about right. this is. Um, I don't think it's set in the same universe as his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Okay, um, but it is about a team of mercenaries who want to break into Las Vegas, which mm-hmm. has been walled up. It's full of zombies. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to break into there because there's lots of money in there. Oh, course, there's still money, is there? Okay. There's lots of zombies in there as well, so uh-huh. that looks that looks amazing. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds really From fun. what I've seen of it, it looks really intriguing. And, you know, I think that's a good mashup of a heist movie and a zombie film. Right, right, right. Yeah, would watch. Would watch anything that's a mashup of a heist movie with anything. Yeah, pretty much, because I do like a heist movie. I like a heist movie. Yeah, definitely. We Defo. both We both like the Pixies. We both yes. like a heist movie. Yes, indeed. We both like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Arnold. I mean, we like a lot of things. Yeah. We both like but a lot of things. What am I yeah. trying to I don't know. achieve? I'm just listing some of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what have I been consuming? Like I said, I've been, con- I've been consuming... Do you want me to give you the, uh, the, the critical response to news? Oh, go on, okay, fine, yeah, on. go on, go on. Oh, go on then. So, on Rotten Tomatoes has got an 88% rating. Uh-huh. It's a slow but absorbing ride down a comfortingly familiar western trail, guided by, to- guided by Tom Hanks in peak paternal mode. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Greengrass is broadly entertaining, if gallingly relevant, in brackets... Is a bit too soft and spread thin to hit with the emotional force that it could. Gallingly relevant. Yes. I think they're probably. I mean, what are they? Refer- they don't say what they're referring to there. Hmm. Um. I guess it's it says, got to be about the divisions in America, maybe, surely. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, this was presumably made when Trump was still in power. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does say that it, so much of its simple power is owed to the grounded nature of the director's approach, mm-hmm. which allows, the, allows these desperate characters to feel as if they're trying to escape the very genre that threatens to define them forever. 
Yeah, that's fair. Wow, that's a meta comment. Yeah, Very it's a bit meta to escape it? the genre. <laughs> yes, I d- I think that's um, I think the person that wrote that, David Ehrlich, has swallowed a thesaurus and uh, is mixing his metaphors. Anyway, that's it. I'm I'm done with news of the world. I liked it. I recommend it. Uh, <coughs> Go ahead. Um, I, so I've been consuming Battlestar Galactica, as I mentioned. Yes. Yes. I've finished the miniseries, and okay. I've watched about four or five episodes of series one. And as is the case with a lot of things, everything I remember about pretty much the whole thing happens in about the first two episodes. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's great, and the 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 characters are great. The old stuff, like the old fashioned the old tech, yeah, it's just lovely telephones. Yeah, and the drama is great. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's solid. Apart from the annoying sexy alien trope. Yeah, you said that last time. I know. And <laughs> I've also been consuming Trials Fusion because I've only been consuming things that I've already said. <laughs> oh, okay. Trials Fusion. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I pretty much played all of Trials Rising that I'm going to play, which is okay. the recent game, 2019 game. Um, but I'm still working my way through the previous game from 2016 called Transfusion, which has a lot of uh, DLC, and I bought the um, the like gold edition, so all that is included. So there are just lots and lots of levels that I'm playing through. I'm really enjoying them. I'm recording my good runs and uploading uh-huh. them to Mastodon. No, not uh, peertube.social. Okay. Um, so you can enjoy the quite a boring... Uh, video of me doing a run on a track and talking about what I liked about it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, for a lot of tracks on there, from both okay. Trials Rising and Trials uh, Fusion. Oh, I'm kind cool. of doing that to, like, document. Like, there's no proper list of, like, what levels are available and what they like. So I was like, okay, I just need to, like, document it. <laughs> Feels like I'm completing the set if I... If I get a gold medal in a track and then I upload the video. Satisfying. That does actually seem legit. Yeah. What else? Um, I've been watching a lot of Bones, so nothing new to say. Right, okay. I'm still deeply ashamed of watching Bones. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of the episodes had me almost, almost wanting to give up. Oh, really? Yeah, some of them are good. some. They're so offensive. Like they're they're offensive because they they treat you, the viewer, like you're an idiot. And ah, uh, oh, they're just yeah, they're really annoying. Mm. But um, it's also it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm intrigued by bones, uh-huh. but I don't really think I can dive into anything new at the moment. Right, got right, so right. much well, to watch. Although I have got a hiatus of Walking Dead because there's nothing yeah, right, available right. on streaming at the moment. So where are you? Where are you at? I'm still watching Breaking Bad. Oh, with Walking where, Dead. Where are you? Walking so Dead, I'm yeah. I'm on the the middle of season. No, hang on. I finished season five of Fear the Walking of Dead. Fear. Mm-hmm. Season six isn't available on streaming yet. Right. And I finished season 10, 
of The Walking Dead, I think. Right, so you're a season ahead of me, right? Because I I, I'm, I wait for DVDs, so I need to wait for the DVD of season yeah, 10. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just going to check and see, though. This is where I, I get see. to look something up on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, I also need to... I think there's a couple of DVDs of Fear, The Walking Dead, that I haven't yet Okay, so I'm just acquired. trying to see if I am ahead of you or not. <coughs> So you, you're re-watching Breaking Bad, are you? Uh, no, I've never watched it, so I'm watching right. it. So neither have I. So I've watched about, I think, most of the first series, and I really liked it, yeah, and really the good. wife didn't, and yeah. that's where it got stuck. Okay, so season 10. Uh, uh, no, maybe I haven't seen season 10. Ah, oh, so I think you're in the same place as me then, okay. Well, then listeners probably not interested because I'm sure we've had this conversation before. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at this episode breakdown and see season nine. Uh, end of season nine. Yeah, no, I, I have watched season nine. Yes, so I'm probably at the same stage as you are. I'm very, very excited for the two movies you have planned. You have um, yes promised me. Yes, I have promised you them, haven't I? You have promised me them. Yeah, the two Rick-centric movies. I don't care if COVID has come along and ruined your plans. I expect you to deliver <laughs> two two Walking Dead films. You heard please. it here first, folks. <laughs> so Andy B wants you to deliver Walking Dead movies. AMC, please. you've got to do it. Please. Please. Yeah, you got to do it. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a season behind. Uh, but there is an eleventh season. Yes, and that will be it. Yeah, and, that, and then that's it. Yeah. And it, like, like most things, they've probably gone on. You know, two seasons too many. Yeah. I mean, The Walking Dead. If it had stopped after about five, you would have said, "Yeah, that was about time for it to stop." Yeah, I think you would have done. Yeah, definitely. But I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's great. So I'll watch whatever they put it's out. It's definitely been up and down in its run. It's There's been times when it feels like it's been treading water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I actually think in season nine it really picked up big time. With the introduction of... Um, oh, no, hang on, no. no eight was the, when they introduced the Whisperers. Is that right, or was it nine? Uh, maybe it was nine. Yeah, they were good. No, you're right. Yeah, nine. They introduced the Whispers in nine, and they were great. Uh, a real yeah, threat, a real nasty threat mm. of messed up humans. Um, yeah, so that was a big deal. I, that's why I really started to enjoy it again. Uh, and also, you know, introducing new cast members. And always when they introduce new, new cast members, you think, how long are they going to last? <laughs> you know, are we going to get emotionally invested in these people and then they just get rid of them? Mm-hmm. So wasn't Daryl going to get a spin-off? Yeah, Daryl and Carol were supposed to get a spin-off, but I don't know if that's right. still happening or not. And I, I, I still need to investigate the, the young adult spin-off that was made. Yeah, so that's on Prime. Right, is uh, it still going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Just looking up Daryl and Carol. <laughs> Who knows what we'll find? Um, yeah, no, I'm still not finding anything there. No, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. It may it probably won't. Oh happen. no, hang on, 
No, hang on. Yeah, it is happening. Yeah, so there's an interview with Norman Reedus where he says, yeah, it's going to be different. Right. Yeah. Well, he's fantastic. Yeah, he is, isn't and, he? He's just... And, and so is Carol. Yeah. yeah. And I kind yeah, of... Uh, did you ever watch Homeland with Claire Danes? A little bit, yeah. Like a couple of series. Like maybe one or maybe one series. Okay, so there was a character in that played by Rupert Friend who's one of the CIA operatives, like an assassin kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just so... He's such a force of nature that he's basically the, the kind of get-out-of-jail free card mm-hmm. um, bit like Daryl in The Walking Dead so mm-hmm, in The Walking mm-hmm. Dead on a couple of occasions they've kind of taken Daryl off the board mm-hmm, and that makes yeah. the stakes much higher because you know that he's not coming to save you kind of thing Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they did that with this, the character of Quinn that's him from, from Homeland right. when they take him off the board suddenly it changed the nature of the show completely Jeopardy Yeah. Right. Def, definite Jeopardy because there's a scene in uh, I think it's like season four of Homeland where he just goes full berserk in Pakistan and it's just incredible. Uh, right. But you think they can't sustain that character? But the, I mean, Daryl in, in The Walking Dead is, is, uh, is most interesting when he's on the edge of... Yes, doing something morally um, suspect. Yeah, or just or or just losing his sort of confidence in himself or his sense of, of who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When his brother's getting under his skin, or Which when he does. he's, you know, he yeah. can't, yeah, or when, yeah, oh, well, there's one point where the the mental construct of his brother is getting under his skin. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's amazing stuff. When Daryl is just reliable, which is what I love, you know, all I want is, oh, please be my friend. That's right. That, but actually, it takes the jeopardy out, like you said. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely, because you know he'll just save you. With his with yeah. his crossbow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, for Carol in a way, like she's um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Carol's arc is interesting because she went through some dark stuff. Yes, and she's kind and of she got come thrown out the outside. Um, she was kicked yeah. out twice out of the community That's for right. being too evil. Too right? evil, it yeah. Was twice, too wasn't it? too driven and too extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. Because she's such a good character. Yeah, you can't get rid of her for too long. No, indeed. And I, I've got nothing else on Walking Dead actually at the moment because I haven't watched so it the, for ages. Um, just one more thing on Walking yes, Dead. Yes, go on then. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading the reviews of the series that I haven't got to of Fear the Walking Dead, and they've got the bloke in who's out of um, who made who made that the British bloke who made that series called Save Me. Yeah, Lenny James is in... Lenny yeah, James. Yeah. And so the hate for Lenny James... Really? the reviews for Fear of the Walking Dead was disturbing. They were like, oh, it, it, you know, it used to be better than The Walking Dead and then Lenny James has come along and started being all, like... No. Schmaltzy and stuff. No, he... I love Lenny James. He, um... <laughs> Can't get enough of him. He definitely takes it in a different direction. Right, right, right. Um, so his his dynamic is really interesting with with the established characters of of fear. Right. Um, but no, it's uh, no. I th- those are people who don't like Lenny James, basically. So you right. should ignore them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. He's rock solid, and he's got a good heart. The character of Morgan has strong moral compass. 
And he's the only character who, I think, behaves, reacts in a reasonable way yes. to a zombie apocalypse. Yes. Which is... Fear. Clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got to clear. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to clear them. Yeah, so I, yeah. I said fear. You said clear. Yeah. Both of those things are valid. Oh, clear. Yeah, but you, know, yeah. you can't leave them hanging around. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he supposedly has gone mad, but actually... Uh, He's he's in his apartment, and he's killing as many zombies as he can. That's right, because that's what you do. Yeah, because you need to claim the world back. Yeah, so he's completely, completely right. And that's his backstory. Unfortunately, Rick saves him from that, because he's in the first episode, isn't he? Or at least in the first yes. series. Yes, he's in the first episode, and then we don't see him again for ages. Yeah, so they have yeah. this quite meaningful interaction. That's right. And then he just like drops into the series like three series later. Three or, series later, where he has a backstory. Yeah, so several series later, anyway. And suddenly, the same character has gone through a whole load more stuff. Yeah. And we see him again. Isn't that interesting, though, that they thought he was worth bringing that character back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was a good character in that first episode. Yeah, yeah. And he has all kinds of arc. That's yeah. someone with their eyes on the He has all kinds zone. of character arc. That character, he does all kinds of... Yeah. Losing himself, finding yeah. himself. And again and again. Again and again. Repeatedly. But you've got to clear. You've got to clear. You've got to clear. And later he gets onto the thing of not killing, which is, you know... Yeah, well, he still does that in fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still got his pointy stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's. I mean, that's almost more Walking Dead than the, than the. We always do this, though. We always digress <laughs> into the Walking Dead at some point. Yeah, we should. We we used to digress into Arnie movies. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we did. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, on. listener, if you found us randomly, we're on Twitter. We are. Um, at good at the good robot no, no, at good at robot, robot Andes. Yeah. <laughs> we're also on Mastodon at good robot Andes at Mastodon social. Indeed. If you, you don't know what Mastodon is, it's like another. It's like Twitter, but it's not controlled by single a corporation. Evil corporation who's trying to manipulate you. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're on, I think, pretty much every major streaming platform. Are we? Or podcast platform? I think so. Yeah. And you can get our, pod- our RSS feed, and you can feed it into your AntennaPod app on your Android phone. Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, you can just go to or the website. Indeed, if you've got the Pine phone, you can use yeah. the podcasting app on that and you can listen to us on there. Right. Should you so wish to. Doesn't really work for me, that. Uh, nor me. But, I have got uh, a Pine phone. It doesn't work. So have I. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works. Uh, ironically, I, uh, all I use it for is to watch YouTube. Right. But yeah. um, it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a website. You get you can if you search using your favourite search engine for the Good Robot Andes, you'll find the blog with all the episodes on. You can just click play on there and you can listen. Exactly, which is what I occasionally do. Right. Yeah, and it's very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. okay, that is good to know. No, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. We've waffled on for long enough. We, we persist in having an Og Vorbis stream as well as an MP3 stream. We do. Uh, because we've had zero feedback from anyone about whether they actually listen to it, we just keep on going with it. Yeah. I think I've got the stats on how many people listen to each stream. I could probably 
If no one oh, listens, I could retire it. By the way, listener, uh, on the last podcast we talked about, we want to hear your lockdown, quarantine, mm-hmm. pandemic stories. Mm-hmm. We still want to hear those. Was it coping mechanisms? Is that the, was yes. that the thing? Yeah. Uh, I think we call lockdown stories, I think okay, we call okay. it. But okay. coping mechanisms is a good one. Okay. We still want to hear those stories. Yeah. So you can send them to us. You can DM us on Twitter. Our DMs are open for our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send send it to our Twitter. You can put it on our blog page. Um, we want to hear about, are there new skills you've learnt? What are your coping mechanisms for coping with a global pandemic? We want to know. And we'll read them out. <laughs> yeah, we will. It's always guaranteed. Like, unless it's well, yeah. deeply, deeply offensive, we're basically going to read it out. We're basically going to read it out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So if you've if you've built a fort of um, cardboard boxes and are defending it like Morgan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing we want to hear about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And photos. Yes, photos, please. Or it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> I always ask this question. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Good night from your um, top top thirty percent of podcasts. Podcast. Indeed. Top. 30%. Maybe after this one, we won't be, but because um, <laughs> people have heard enough about The Walking Dead, <laughs> I've had the same conversation about The Walking Dead several times. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh enough. yeah, yeah. I really like Lenny James. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People cool. would be like, okay, enough about The Walking Dead. Something yeah. else next time. That's okay, a, so some, next time we'll Andy's talk is, about something it's, else. It's it's quite annoying. And then they get into the bit where they say the stuff they've already said over a again. A thousand times and That's the bit I yeah. really like because it's comforting. It's and comforting, then, yeah. Then they get to the end and they, they just can't stop it. <laughs> they can't finish. And it's just, yep. it's just, this bit just goes on. It's like Freebird. It gets slower. So... <laughs> At some point, you should just just skip to the next podcast. Apologies for people who like Freebird, but that's a song that doesn't know how to end. <laughs> okay. Yep. I think okay. that's it. We probably just lost lost half our listeners now, but <laughs> down to half a listener. Yeah, half a listener. Yeah. Okay. See you next time. Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs>